And welcome once again to another edition of A Plain Answer here at Redeemer Broadcasting. I'm Dan Elmendorf. On the phone line with me today is Pastor Jonathan Shishko from Long Island. Jonathan, it's great to have you with us. Thank you. It's good to be back. Now, Jonathan, did I say that right? Are you on Long Island or is it another location? Well, I, I, the church is in uh, Queens, which is geographically Long Island, but it's one of the uh, five boroughs of New York City. Okay, thank you. We've talked with you before, but perhaps some of the folks have heard but have forgotten some of the details of your ministry there. And so uh, whatever um, you'd like to share with our audience, please do that. But you're a, you're a younger pastor. God has called you to the ministry. And so before we talk about what we want to talk about today, which is evangelism and outreach in your area, can you give us just a little bit of an idea of um, um, who you are and, and how, you sure. got, how you got here? <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. I'm uh, Pastor John Shishko, as we've said, and um, I pastor a church in Queens, Fresh Meadows, Queens, to be a little bit more specific, right in the middle of the borough of New York City that's called Queens County or Queens. And, um, yeah, I, I did not just wake up in this position. <laughs> um, it's been a long, uh, it's been a long voyage or a quest or, uh, adventure. And it's been a wonderful one. And it's something I actually, uh, turn back to pretty frequently. We have various men at the church that are, uh, the future officers of the church. I have no doubt about that. There'll be future deacons and future elders. But, um, you know, it took me uh, over 10 years, actually, to go from the point where I believed I was being called by the Lord to the gospel ministry to the point where I was actually ordained as a minister of the gospel and then installed as an evangelist to the Church Reformation Presbyterian Church in Queens. You know, it's it's a long story and in many ways, and yet it's not a long story. It was... Uh, I grew up in a pastor's home. My father is Pastor Bill Shishko of uh, the Orthodox Presbyterian Church in Franklin Square. And um, the Lord used my Christian upbringing to uh, convict me of my sin when I was 19. Uh, And it was about six months after that that I just began to really think seriously about becoming a pastor. And, uh, you know, it's funny, I, I don't know you know, the moment I was converted. I really don't know that. I know that even as a very young child, I was concerned about my soul, aware of my sins, and aware that Jesus was the Savior. Um, and that did not really stop periods of rebellion, but it, it did give me the Savior to, to turn to. So I don't know the moment I was converted, but the reason I'm saying that is because I, I absolutely remember the moment I believed... Uh, Wow, I might be called to the gospel ministry, <laughs> which was as ex- as exciting as it was uh, fearful, to be very honest. Yeah. Um, but I was I was working out in Dix Hills, Long Island, Suffolk County, Long Island. I was blacktopping a driveway for someone. They did that kind of work to get myself through college, and I was listening to my father's series on baptism on tape on like a scorching hot June summer day. And I think I was on, like, the eighth tape of the day. And I, I just finished blacktopping the driveway. And I just remember thinking, I really love this. Like, I want to put in another tape, even though I'm exhausted. <laughs> and it's baptism, you know, the topic of baptism. But it was great, a great series about the covenant and Jesus and, you know, what baptism actually means. 
and what it doesn't mean. And I just remembered thinking, wow, if I if I really like it this much, like if, if this is what I want to study, what I want to talk about, what I want to listen to, what I want to fill my heart with, what what I want to be just eat, drinking, sleeping, and, and breathing, maybe I should be a pastor. <laughs> <laughs> and um, I remember that moment as clear as day. I wasn't actually overexcited about it. It was almost like, wow, I, I was going to St. John's University in Queens, and I am a finance major. I had very high aspirations to be an investment banker. So this was uh, very life-altering for me and for uh, my then-girlfriend, who became my fiancé and is now my wife, because we had both, she was going to be a history teacher and I was going to be an investment banker. And the Lord changed all of that, and in many ways it began on that very warm afternoon after a long day's work. And um, I drove home from Dix Hills back to my parents' house where I was living at the time, and I, you know, thankfully my dad's a pastor, so I went in and I talked to him, and like I said, that was well over 10 years ago. It was uh, 2002, June of 2002, and that began a trajectory, like a sequence of events that in so many ways culminated with me being ordained on uh, December 8th, 2012, which is not that long ago, but um, that's how long it took for me to get some, uh, graduate, get married. Uh, I ended up working for J.P. Morgan in New York City, right there on Wall Street, or in the financial district right off Wall Street. And um, all of that was very wonderful time where the Lord just continued to form me and develop me. I studied Greek and Hebrew on the train. I was uh, able to prepare for seminary thoroughly so that I didn't have to go for the full four years, but instead of three-year curriculum, because I was able to prepare in advance and take some various aptitude tests. And um, that really is the, the chronology. It was 2002, and then when that happened on that June day, and then in 2004, I graduated from St. John's University with a finance degree. I got married that same year, and um, I went to work in New York City. I worked with J.P. Morgan all the way up to seminary. I went to resign to go to seminary, and they offered to keep me part-time. So I actually worked for J.P. Morgan throughout the three years I was in seminary in South Carolina. <laughs> um, I worked part-time for them, 20 hours a week, and I got full uh, health benefits for my family and I, which was a tremendous blessing for going through seminary. And then while we were in South Carolina and I was attending seminary and working part-time, our desire was to come back to New York. Both my wife, Lauren, and I are from uh, Long Island, New York, Nassau County, New York City, uh, New York, which is Long Island, just outside the city. But we wanted to come back and either minister in one of the boroughs or on Long Island. And, um, God's hand was on us. We didn't think that that was going to work out for various reasons. And just at the last moment, this church plant, Reformation Presbyterian Church, decided that they could really use an intern, and that was in 2011. So as soon as we graduated, I think it was the week after, or two weeks after I graduated from Greenville Seminary in Greenville, South Carolina, we packed up and we moved back to New York. And we lived on 159th Street in Jamaica, Queens, New York. That was a one-year-long internship that 
grew into a uh, a full time position where after I was licensed to preach and then passed all of my ordination exams, was ordained in Franklin Square, New York, where my father's the pastor, and installed to be a full-time gospel minister, evangelist, and pastor at Reformation Presbyterian Church, and that's uh, where I've been since then. So I've really been at this church since 2011, um, but I've only been an ordained gospel minister there since uh, December 2012, and now I am the the full-time pastor there, so I couldn't be more thankful and more happy. We absolutely love it, and it's just been a delight and a continual joy, even with all of the challenges and everything else. Well, that's a beautiful account, and you've anticipated, like, all of the questions that I had um, leading up to what we're going to talk about, and that is, um, you know, what does it feel like? What do you go through as you're experiencing the call of God? And it seems that uh, um, it came to you, and it was um, relatively clear and probably uh, confirmed by others. And then there's this uh, rather lengthy process, this time of deliberate, careful, prayerful, preparation in becoming skilled and more fully convinced of the call over time. That part of it really takes a lot of hard work. Um, it looks like there was a good um, 10 years here from from um, the time when God was calling you to your ordination, a little over 10 years. And yep. um, it's, in other words, um, what I see as, as an outsider this is not a willy-nilly, uh, oh, yeah, let's just try this out sort of thing. But it's it's proper. Um, everything is done decently in order and prepared for the Christian ministry. I hope that that helps those listeners today, who young men who perhaps are, are struggling with the same thing that, that you uh, went through. Uh, is God calling me? And then realizing that God is calling me, and then the temptation in our society is let's get a quick fix. You know, that's, that's the way things work today. Let's get on our cell phone and text and solve something. But this is a long period of preparation for you. Yeah, and it's interesting. I have good friends who began ministry back then, and I love it. And they, in some ways they have a, you know, a 10-year jump on me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I would not have it any other way. And I say that for a bunch of reasons, and I do think it could be helpful to anybody that's considering this. Um, I hadn't graduated my undergrad college yet, so I, I was 19 when that happened. I wasn't—I was 22 when I graduated from St. John's University. I'm 32 now, uh, 33 now. The reason why I just really am so thankful for that is because there's so many twists and turns in life. Um, life changes. We change, things change, circumstance changes. And I was not anywhere close to experience, even though the desire was there, I was nowhere close to experienced enough to um, have any experience to draw from, to tap into, and and to relate to other people. Mm -hmm. And, you know, especially now being back in New York City, I know what the daily grind is. I know what commuting into New York City is. I know what having a boss in New York City is. I know what having a stressful situation at work is. Um, I know what it is to have family and never have enough time. And mm. um, during those 10 years, I was ordained as a deacon, and that's something I would never change. Mm-hmm. I mean, as a deacon, you learn the underside of the church, that it's not always as pretty as it looks on Sunday. Right. And uh, you have to work through situations where 
you know, somebody shows up with a $30,000 brand new car and is asking you for financial help um, <laughs> from the money of the church. And you have to work through that and understand what's going on. I mean, maybe it was, maybe they actually needed that car for some reason, or at least thought they did, or whatever it might be. But I would not take it back for anything because it is, it's too challenging across the board to be wondering if you rushed into it too quick. Yeah. And while, I mean, one test was always, what's my desire for this? You know, do I, would I rather be staying at JP Morgan or, or just, you know, working or whatever in the city? And that I, over those 10 years, that desire for all of it, ministering, shepherding, um, serving, preaching, all, it just, it did nothing but grow. And that was always a very important uh, benchmark or just something to look to. But then the other thing that was just as important was I wasn't doing this on my own. As soon as I talked to my father about it, he took it to the session. I actually, as far as making it public, I didn't even speak to my dad first. I mean, that was always private because he was my father and my pastor. But I went to another elder in the, mm-hmm. in, on the session, and I said, I, I really want to become a pastor, but I want to work through the church. And um, it was soon after that that I was taken under care of the presbytery, uh, under the advice of the session, then taken under care of the presbytery. And because I ended up coming back to New York, I was actually under the care of the presbytery in the same presbytery that had me come back, go through my licensure exams, which is a license to preach, and then eventually ordain me after I pass those exams. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, the Lord doesn't make mistakes. We do. But one of the ways to be sure of a calling as serious and as challenging as this is not just through the promises in God's Word, but by working through the means that the Lord in His wisdom has instituted and organized and ordained. And that is the Church. And, you know, there are days where where I've woken up and, you know, what have I got my family into? (laughs) And every decision I make at this point, I have three kids. Every decision I make, it really is a decision for me, for my wife Lauren, for our three children. And uh, I can't tell you what a comfort it is for both of us. And we've said this in many prayers and have reminded of one another very frequently. This isn't something we rushed into, and all of a sudden, six months later, oh no, what did we get ourselves into? Instead, we're able to say, we're here because the Lord wants us here. He has um, given us all of His promises in Scripture, as well as worked through the Church for over ten years, and um, that gives us a confidence to stand through very difficult trials and not retreat. Mm, Yeah, well put, well put. We have about ten minutes left. Now, let's... um Let's talk about what the Lord is is doing in your midst there uh, in Queens. Um, you're very keen on reaching out to the community, really having an effect in today's world. And maybe you can tell us um, how the Lord has led you in this particular aspect of your work as a pastor there in Queens. Yeah, that, I love that. I mean, I was able to spend a lot of time in seminary, um, and during the internship in formulating, uh, I wouldn't say a vision, but what I think is the most biblical approach. Of course, it is a vision, but it's primarily what I think the Bible teaches. And um, it is community-oriented. I think maybe the best way to begin with, I, I remember reading a quote from John Wesley, who was a, an itinerant pastor and a very amazing pastor, amazing man in many ways. 
and he said, um, the world is my parish. And, uh, you know, parish is a Christian community or a Christian neighborhood usually centered around the church. And uh, when you see, like, First Baptist Church or First Presbyterian Church of whatever town, that's a parish idea there that started it, because um, that was their intended community. So he, John Wesley said, the world is my parish. And I remember thinking, you know, maybe that is true for some missionary types that travel around, like the Apostle Paul, who was a pioneer and, and set up foundations in many different places. For me, I would say, I would invert it. It's, um, you know, my parish is, is my world. And that's not to mean that I don't care about the rest of the world. I do very much, but I see that uh, I believe my calling as a church planter is to focus in one area so much that it, you, you know all of it as best as you can as a person, as a human being, and you work through that community to reach out through the ends of, to the ends of the world, and it helps to be a part of the Orthodox Presbyterian Church, which really is involved with mission works across the world, and, and we contribute to that and are abreast of um, our missionaries and pray for them. But for me, I keep coming back to the parish is my world. I, I minister in Queens, Fresh Meadows is where we meet for worship, but as a session, we were able to look at a map and say, you know, even Queens is far too big. You know, New York City is way too big. Queens is even too big. And what we were able to do is actually narrow it down to about a three-mile radius and say, this is really where we're involved with other Christian organizations. This is where we work with uh, the Borough Crisis Pregnancy Center. This is where there's an absolutely phenomenal Christian bookstore, New Life Christian bookstore on Queens Boulevard. This is where our people are, primarily. Um, this is where there's a homeless shelter that's run by Christians. This is where there's other churches that we can work with at various points. And um, these people, you know, in New York City, it's, it's such a dense, po densely populated place. Three-mile radius might not seem like much, but it's literally hundreds of thousands of people, uh, if not mil at least a million. Queens is well over two million, so a six-mile radius in the heart of Queens. It's probably about a million people. And one of the uh, fascinating aspects of Queens is that it's arguably the most diverse area in the world. So you have, I believe the statistic is that uh, 48% of Queens is either foreign-born or their parents were. So mm. you just have every religion, every culture, um, in a densely populated area where if you walk a few blocks, you've walked by you know, thousands of people. So having that parish, community, geography, and we w wouldn't call it a, a parish, but a community or a neighborhood in mind has enabled us to really hone in and look at uh, where we can be of most service. And that's led to thinking in terms of very busy parents that you know need opportunities to spend good time with their children, which is why we have something called Kids Club. Um, it's led us to think in terms of public parks because there's not an awful lot of space in Queens, so people go to the public parks and enjoy them. That's why we do something called uh, Barbecue and A, which is coming up, and that's uh, essentially taking Sunday and putting it right in the middle of a public park where everybody is invited, where we uh, cook as much food as we can and have ice cream and uh, Dunkin' Donuts or Starbucks coffee, whatever we can uh, get together at our picnic area. And we invite everybody we can before it and during it, and it's followed up 
barbecue and I had followed the feasting time is followed by about a 10 to 15 minute sermon and then Q&A until the questions stop and um, that's just been a wonderful time and it was really as simple as saying let's take what goes on Sunday morning in the public school that we rent every Sunday morning for worship let's take that and make it appropriate to be outside and put it outside and um and all of that comes from knowing our community, being willing to outreach and work with the things that the Lord has already in place, work through them and with them, and always for the ultimate cause of God's glory and the gospel of Jesus Christ. So. Mm. Well, it's beautiful. I'm, I'm thrilled to hear this, uh, John. Um, there's a couple of phrases that come to my mind. One is care. Um, what I see here um, is that you guys, and, and you in particular as a pastor, are caring for an area, and God has led you to identify this three-mile radius where you can really focus, really serve the people, care about them, love them, and hopefully win many souls to to Jesus Christ. Um, In our closing several minutes here, this barbecue and a that's caught my attention. I know you've mentioned it before. Maybe I'll just come down for the food. No, I'm just teasing. I'm teasing you, but you know, Maybe that's how somebody actually feels. You know what? I could care less about what Jonathan has to say, but I'm going to go and have some food, and then the Lord will uh, perhaps use the means to uh, to say, you know what? I think I, I will listen to what he's got to say today. That's exactly what we had in mind. Yeah. And, um, you know, I, I say three-mile radius, uh, so, you know, six miles across. Yes. But it's... If you know anything about Queens, you have Jamaica Avenue, more or less in the south, Northern Boulevard on the north. You have the the Van Wyck Expressway running between the airports and then the Cross Island all the way on the eastern side. And uh, that's what we think of as our neighborhood. And right Mm. in the middle of that, really stretching from north to south, there's something called Cunningham Park. It is absolutely beautiful. I, I regularly take pictures in Cunningham Park and post them on Facebook saying, you know, here's Queens, because it's not what you think of when you think of New York City or Queens. Yeah, yeah. And, um, and that's where we are blessed with a really terrific picnic spot. We always meet in the same place. We have a huge parking lot right next to it. You know, they, they've got the great bathrooms, facilities. They've got everything going on there. And um, it's just been tremendous. Our, our people are ultra-supportive. They all come out on at least one of the three nights. We do it uh, this, this year. It's three Sunday nights, August 3rd, August 10th, and August 17th from 4 to 7. But it is, every time we've done it, you know, people stay, and there's no wasted time, and we meet new people, and uh, every time, you know, it's a, it's not just a sermon. It, it's a go- very gospel-based sermon. Um, last, last year I did all of the sermons on, uh, or I'm sorry, the first one, two years ago, I did all of the sermons on John... First uh, John four nineteen, you know, we love because he first loved us. Mm. And, uh, so, and that that sort of instruction, we've got lots of Jewish people in the area, lots of Roman Catholic people in the area, um, lots of people that are denominationally or nominally Christian, and it's just been a pleasure to simply open up the Bible, say, look, I'm I'm not in any way embarrassed of anything that this book teaches, but you will have questions and ask any question. There's no question that you know, out of bounds. And we get some terrific questions. I mean, on that, I think it was the first one somebody asked me if God had a sister. Mm. And, um, you know, you really, like, and that, 
the person that asked that question had been around Christianity her whole entire life. And just to be able to say, you know, we have such a treasure in this book, the Bible, that you can buy for a dollar or get a free one from the Gideons or walk into any Barnes & Noble and buy a nice copy, um, and we'll give you one. But this has the answers. doesn't have every answer, but it has the answers we need. And it's a good thing it doesn't have every answer, because if it did, it would be so long, because God knows everything, mm. that um, it wouldn't be helpful. So oh. it has what's necessary for us, it has what's essential, and it is, you know, what we say in Presbyterian circles, it's all that's necessary for life and salvation. Mm. So well put. Jonathan Shishko is my guest today here on A Plain Answer. We've been talking about reaching out to your community, and early on we talked about how God called Jonathan to the Christian ministry and prepared him over the course of some 10 years uh, for this ministry. And, John, just uh, one comment, maybe 30 seconds, uh, wrap-up thought, and include also a a reference to how they could look you up online. Yeah, um, that's great. We still rent a building, public school, 173 in Fresh Meadows, which means, in all honesty, our website is our front door to the church. We put a lot of time into it. I get tremendous help from people in the congregation and even outside the congregation, so please check out our website. It is www.refpres.com, RefPres. It's an all-new website, still a work in progress to some degree, but I think it would be very helpful getting familiar with the church. And uh, my email address is jon at refpres.com, john at refpres.com. Feel free to email me, contact me directly in that way. And um, I would love to follow up with you, and if you're interested, and even if you can just pray for us, that would just be terrific. So um, come on out if you're in the area and want to see what happens, and uh, we'd love to have you as a visitor, and if not, please do keep us in prayer. Mm, by all means. Jonathan, thank you so much. And uh, just again, that website is R-E-F-P-R-E-S, refpres.com. And if you want to email Jonathan, his uh, email address is J-O-N at refpres.com. John, thank you so much for joining us today. Uh, My privilege. Thanks for having me back on. And dear listener, this entire uh, broadcast is up on our website. Check it out as a podcast. We're found at RedeemerBroadcasting.org. And if you've missed perhaps an email address or a website address, just email us at ministry at RedeemerBroadcasting.org or call our toll-free number 888-724-4427. And uh, please join us again next week at the same time for another edition of A Plain Answer.